Hello everyone, it's Ashley here. I'm here to give you the spoiler warning for this episode of the Well-Read Dames podcast. I forgot to include it at the beginning, as per usual. We're discussing A Court of Frost and Starlight by Sarah J. Moss this episode. And so if you've not read the series, this is like the novella after the first three books. So you really want to read the first three books before you get to Frost and Starlight in general, but definitely read Frost and Starlight before you listen to this episode. It's fun. It's, it's a great kind of just like a short story of our main character. So enjoy it. Um, and not really a big spoiler, but stop listening beforehand. Otherwise, um, the name we could not think of in the episode several times for um, Lucian's new group um, that he has kind of formed is the Band of Exiles. So you'll hear us struggling for that name. It's the Band of Exiles. I looked it up. All right. Thanks so much, you guys. Enjoy. All right. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Well-Read Dames podcast, where we're talking about A Court of Frost and Starlight, which is the fourth and current final book of the Court of Thorn and Roses trilogy by Sarah J. Moss. This book is more of like a novella between the first trilogy and then where we go next. Um, And we're going to talk about it. And I'm Ashley. I'm Alicia. I'm Susie. And we love this book. <laughs> this book, I think Susie most accurately described as like the Christmas special or like yeah. the solstice like special. The solstice special more specifically yeah. of, um, of this series because not really anything very important happens in this book and nah. it's really short, but it's just kind of more time with the characters and just kind of setting up where they're going next. Mm-hmm. Um, so it picks up pretty quickly after the Battle of Hybern, which is where the third book ends. Yeah. And our um, beloved characters are kind of spiraling still from that. Um, Cassian and Nesta, most importantly or shockingly, I think after their big self-sacrificing moment for each other, mm-hmm. are not on speaking terms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Real weird. Uh, they haven't <laughs> spoken at all. Uh, they refuse to see... Well, Nesta refuses to see Cassian. Um, and everyone's preparing for the winter solstice that's coming up. Yep. Because that's a big holiday. Yeah. Um, so... And, like, people are all over the point place, like, Feyre and Reese are back in Valaris uh, with everyone, but Cassian's at the Illyrian war camp, and he won't leave. Mm-hmm. And Reese is basically like, you're coming home for, <laughs> for Solstice, you yeah. know? And he's like, we'll see, you know? <laughs> um, but we don't know. So, basically, not a lot of important stuff happens here. Like, stuff is referenced, like, with Cassian. Like, there's apparently problems with the Illyrians because a lot of Illyrians obviously died in the Battle of Highburn. Yeah. Um, and of course now there's dissenters that say like we shouldn't have fought against Highburn in the first place. Like, we should have been a part of this battle. Yeah. And now there's like these little groups that are having little uprisings and really Azrael is the only one that really knows about that besides Reese. They're keeping it from Cassian. Yeah. Um, which is messed up pretty much. Yeah. Like, I mean they lost a lot of Illyrians in that battle yeah. like they took a really big hit and now there's all these widows and people that are angry because they didn't feel like it's their war to fight mm-hmm. but they did it and there's regret yep but you're part of the night court so get over it yeah um, exactly <laughs> um and so like but besides that like Feyre's stuff especially i feel like it's it's just her processing yeah. like she she meets an artist 
yeah. that invites her to paint at yep. her studio, you know. And then um, instead of going to that studio, she decides to paint in, like, an abandoned building that was destroyed in the attack on Highburn. Yeah. Which is good. I mean, painting's very therapeutic to Farah. That's pretty much been it from the beginning. Yeah. You know. And so this is, like, her, like, she paints herself that she found in the Ouroboros mirror. Um, and she paints all sorts of things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like it's it's really her healing, basically. Um and other news, Kara and Eris are still meeting in the Hewn City below the mountain. Mm-hmm. And uh, Reese is preparing for Kara and his horrible, horrible people to emerge from under the mountain and go to Valaris. Yeah. Um, yeah. Reese visits Tamlin, who's a complete mess. He's basically alone <laughs> in his little palace. Yeah. Lucian's left him. Lucian's <laughs> still um, with Jurian at, like, yeah. Grayson's estate or whatever. Yeah. And I don't remember what's their court that he's created. It's like Gosh. the um, oh it's not misfits. It's got it's like the it's, misfits. It's like though. the misfits. Court of yeah, shoot. It's like the court of misfits. I can Something the book. Like it's downstairs. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but yeah, so they've outcast like outcasts or misfits. Yeah, outcasts or, or misfits or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and fair, I feel bad, laughs at him about it, but you know we'll get to that. Yeah. But so um. Uh, poor Amarin's still getting used to real food because she can no longer just live off of blood. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then, like, basically, but the, I feel like the real, like, heart of this book is, like, really the Cassie and Nesta thing, which is building. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Feyre goes and visits Nesta, uh, who's living in squalor on purpose. Yeah. Like, she's living in squalor. She's just drinking a lot. She's bringing home a lot of random guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She's just, like, banging anyone who will touch her, basically. Except for Cassian. <laughs> yeah. Which, um, it's just one of those, like, things that's, like, mem- remembering how much she, like, judged um, Feyre for sleeping with that guy in the barn. Yeah. It's, like, clearly to hit this point, like, she loathes herself. Because she was so respectable that she would never just give herself freely. And now she- here she is just giving it to anybody that'll take it. You right. know? Yeah. It says a lot about where she's at. Uh, she's depressed. She won't come to Solstice. Um, she demands, she's the nerve, like, this, this girl's gall, man. She's the nerve to demand her rent money from Feyre as Feyre's begging her to come to Solstice. Yeah, that's Even ridiculous. Even though, because she's a sister, she has money. Like, she's been given, like, an allowance. So she's yeah. just blowing through her allowance, and it's too good to actually pay her cheap rent on this crappy apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that just says where she's at. Like, she's demanding because she knows she can. Um, so Farah tells her to come to Solstice and she'll mm-hmm. give her the check. Um, and then um, Reese tells Moore that he needs her to be an emissary to the other courts, mm-hmm. kind of setting up Moore's story going forward. Yep. Um, Moore's mm-hmm. been in the night court for like the last 50 years, like not allowed to leave, yeah. um, basically. And then she got a brief like travel thing where they went to the other courts. Um, but besides that, Reese, uh, Moore's just really been in the night court. So Reese tells her that he needs her to go to the other courts to check up on them to make sure they're not kind of giving in to Highburn or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that they're staying the course. And she's like, okay, because it gets her away from care yeah. and Eris. But at the same time, she doesn't want to be seen like she's running away from them, you know. And so that's kind of complicated. Um, and so and then they have their it's been hinted at for two books now of the winter solstice tradition, which is a snowball fight at the cabin. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, this book is just really cute. Like, it's yeah, just, like, it's, it's just time with our characters. Like, there's no big stakes, really. Like, 
everyone's just enjoying each other's company. It's just the way it should be if there wasn't, like, an impending battle or doom. Yeah. You know, like, this is what our characters would just be going through. Yeah. You know? And except for Nesta, who's just horrible. And so, like, Nesta, she does arrive for Solstice, uh, which is great. It makes Elaine happy because Elaine is doing a little bit better. Yeah. Like, Lucian comes to Solstice, too. I didn't write this down. Yeah. Lucian, they thought, was going to go to Tamlin's. Instead, he shows up. Which he did for a little bit. And then he, like, kicked him out. Yeah. After Reese came to see him, I think. Yeah, Reese came to visit him and pissed him off while Lucian was searching for food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which consisted of Reese, I believe, bringing food maybe that's later or no yeah then he was just talking to him anyway yeah (laughs) reese just went and like basically told tamlin that he's not protecting his his borders right and tamlin's like thanks to you i have no one to protect my borders and reese was like i'll give you people to protect your borders and that was it but lucian wasn't there for that conversation but lucian had already gone and gotten kicked out by tamlin yeah um but they still think that lucian's gonna go there for winter solstice Mm mm-hmm but instead, Lucian shows up and is like, hey, and he has, like, a gift for Elaine, I think. Feyre. And Feyre. But then they get in a fight, and I hate that. It made me sad. Yeah. And then, like, they Lucian basically leaves, you know. And, it was, like, an unnecessary fight. Yeah. It was an unnecessary fight. He tells her that, like, they're the court of misfits or whatever it is. Yeah. I'm still um, trying to remember what that is. It might be misfits. I don't know. I'm going to Google it. I tried, but I, I couldn't find it. I did find out that Helion is from the day court, not the dawn court. Oh, no. Oopsies. <laughs> Oopsie. So it's like the court of outcasts or something. And we feel really bad that we can't remember it. Yeah. If I remember it, I will add it to the beginning where I say no spoilers because I already forgot to do that both times. So <laughs> <laughs> I will look it up in the book. But anyway, um, so he leaves, which sucks because I really was excited that he was there. And then he yeah. leaves. And then Nesta arrives, and she's a total bitch, and she doesn't bring anyone gifts, and she doesn't really talk to anyone. Also, and it's Fair's fucking birthday. It's oh, also yeah. Fair's birthday, which Reese gives her a lot of presents, and then yeah. he poses nude, and she gets to paint him. Which yeah. Just, I love Reese. It's a really good birthday <laughs> gift. It's like the best birthday <laughs> gift. Yeah. My birthday's June 6th, Reese. But um, Elaine was super <laughs> sweet and made a birthday cake to surprise Farah, and everyone else was behind it. Mm-hmm. And then Nesta shows up even after the fact and sees the, like, eaten cake, and it was like, Happy birthday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, You're yeah. my sister. I forget you exist all the time. <laughs> yeah. Four books now. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so she's a horrible. And then when Nesta finally leaves, she demands the check in front of everyone. Yeah. It's not like a, like, sly, like, here's your check for showing up. She's like, I came here for a check. <laughs> yeah. And then Fairy gives it to her. And Cassian chases after her and has a gift for her. Yep. Yeah. And then he gives her the gift. Or I does he give her what gift? it was? I don't remember. If I, he he tries, but I don't think she opens it. He, I think he it's tries, and she's like, "I don't want it." Yeah, or right. something, and it gets somehow tossed aside. Whether like she throws it or something, and he doesn't. I think Cassian throws it in the Cedra. Yeah, I think he throws it out of anger. Yeah, and we never know what it is. Yeah, we never know. I want to know. And then once Nesta gets back in her house, she closes the door and says that she feels nothing. And she's got so, like twenty locks. Yeah, because yeah. she, she lives, lives in the ghetto, bad part like of the only oh yeah. Court. But still, it seems like it's like for the area, still way more than probably than most say. people. Because she's yeah. just like still like deep down scared. Um. So then after this, Moore goes to her secret estate that no one knows about and is riding a horse, which is cool. Yeah. Yep. Um. And then something's stalking her that she doesn't know what it is, but she yep. runs away. Smart. Um. And then uh, Feyre asks Bressian, who is the artist from book two that was helping defend the Cedra with, like, 
the little pipe or whatever mm-hmm. that asked her to paint with her originally. Yeah. She asked her if she wants a partner, and they they open basically like kind of like a, what seems to be like a therapeutic art studio. Yeah. Um. And so that's basically that book. That's Ooh, also, basically um, Frost and Starlight. Also, yep, part of Reese's gift to Feyre for her birthday oh, yeah. is an estate for them to build their forever home from scratch. Oh, yeah. yeah. So she does that. And towards the end of the book, um, she invites Nesta over because Nesta's being a real bitch again. That's the preview for next book. That's mm. the preview for next book? Yep. Yeah. Whoopsie. Oh, okay. we can talk about that. It's a preview for next preview book. Preview for next book. Yeah. The house is complete. Yes, the palace. It's a palace. <laughs> it's not a house. This palace, and Nesta's still being a bitch. <laughs> this palace that has rooms for everyone in their family yeah. court, like mm-hmm. Az and Cass and everyone. Like, it's yeah. a it's an all-inclusive, wonderful house built for, yeah. like, the future. it's giant. It's beautiful. Anywho, and it shows Nesta, like, out being, like, super drunk at some, like, sleazy bar, yeah. playing cards, and Reese and, um... Like, screwing guys. Like, Cassie and Feyre. Well, Reese and Feyre go there to talk to her, and Reese throws, like, a sound barrier. Oh, yeah. We missed that. That was earlier. Was that earlier? That was when she was, was trying to get her to come. With Nesta being the worst. Yeah. Okay. Nesta's just the worst. She's no, just well, the anyway, worst. So, at some point, Nesta basically spends like an insane amount of money and puts it on their tab because that's what she does Mm -hmm. and so the next day cassian has to kick some dude out of her apartment yeah and drag her ass basically to their house um which is funny because she's got like beer soaked shoes and she's just clearly a hot mess (laughs) and just disgusting yeah um Mm -hmm. and notices as she's walking through there's no pictures of her like anywhere there's even a picture of her dad yeah like they were painted but not of nesta (laughs) yeah it's a real slap in the face um, she's but hey, it just shows how present she's been in their life right. one year later. Right. And it's been over a year at this point because Amron had said to give her time. You yeah. know what I mean? And we don't know what happened, but we know that Nesta pissed off Amron on a boat at a party. Yeah. yeah. And that Nesta and Amron's friendship is no more. Yeah. yeah. So Amron, who used to defend her to be like, give her time. She's working through stuff. Is like, now this bitch is dumb and mean. Yeah. You know, she says a lot. she's gone down a path. She's mm-hmm. gone down That a path. she like can't help with anymore. Yeah. yeah. So, anywho, yeah, she gets brought to their house, and Feyre has, like, a real talk with her. Someone want to take over? Well, the real talk is that she tells her that they're kicking her out of the night court. Yeah. yeah. And that she, her free ride is over. Yeah. And that she's going to train with Cassian in the, in the Illyrian Mountains. Yeah. And that's that's the preview. For whatever this next book is, that's the yeah. preview. We only get Nesta's point of view, and it's that she's called to the palace, and she's super resentful, and even though she's the worst, yep. when Reese talks to her, she's like, how dare you talk to me like this? Yeah. Like, how dare you talk to me? Like, and I'm like, who the fuck are you, bitch? Yeah, like, super you entitled. are no one. You're just a person that was yeah. turned fey. You weren't royalty before. You weren't like a human queen. Right. You're just an uppity bitch. And you've just been whoring around. Yeah. And you're a stink of booze and multiple guys. And you're not showering. And you're gross. And you're just spending their money. Yeah. And yeah, now they're going to make you be accountable for yourself. And you're just Finally. like, how dare you? Yeah. Like, how dare you? Like, you're not even there for Elaine anymore. Like, right. your only redeeming quality ever was that you were there for Elaine. Yeah. And you've not been there for Elaine. You know? So, yep. whatever. Yeah. Whatever, Nesta. Yeah. So, um, I'm really hoping that Nesta's time in the Learn Army, because, like, we know from, like, Reese and Cassian and Az from training, there, that was, like, a 20-year adventure, at least. I don't know how long it's going to be for her, but either way, I'm mm-hmm. really hoping that it helps her work through some of her anger issues and like come yeah. to terms with that and make make her 
own herself and her responsibilities. You know yeah. what I mean? Right now, she's just been coasting, mm-hmm. and no one's been doing that, and she's just being, like, pushing the boundaries, angry, and just being a world bitch because she knows she can get away with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to show her any niceties. They don't give a fuck who she is. Yeah. That means nothing. Clean my pots. Yeah. Make my bed, bitch. <laughs> yeah. And I guess she'll go fight out <laughs> there in train. Because, I mean, no, they're not, I, I like to think that they're not going to, like, put her in a nice little house. Like, sleep in a fucking tent like the rest of them. Cassie's not going to make her sleep in a tent. We'll oh, see I what happens. Well, Cassian makes her sleep in a tent. She needs to earn her place. And she has not done that. She's not going see, to. The other, this, I feel like she might. My I, take on this is like it's not really about punishment. It's no. about she's fucked up. She has clinical depression. Again, yeah. I, you guys, she has a disorder. No, clearly. She has something, and it's she has PTSD, yeah. like, this to book, the tenth. In this book, I give you that. In yeah. this book, I give you that. The yeah. other books, when no. she was just being rich, no, I don't give That's that to you. her with a disorder. But this, <laughs> I give you, she at least has, like, her Having mental health seen, is fucked, for yeah. sure. She's at least very depressed. Yeah. She at least has PTSD about what so happened. So she needs to go through some shit to get out of this shit. Yes, but so, so far it seems like they don't really have just like mental health like yeah clinics to no, go get that assistance in this book series. But we know from I don't think mental uh, health is a thing in this book yeah. series. We know from Feyre <laughs> that she was like really hard to break through and yeah. to like get her out of her, her shell and like to you know what I mean to yeah. like help her. Yeah. So I feel like this is an environment that if anything's gonna help you her have at this to point, shock her out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know that that's. Don't do that with people in your life right now. <laughs> like, no. like if you have people in your real. life suffering, don't do this. <laughs> For sure. One thing I would like to say is that in the second book <laughs> and in the third book, Reese makes a comment. Like, Favor makes a comment first that when Nesta comes out of the cauldron, she comes back different. Mm-hmm. Like, Elaine is high fae, but she says that Nesta is something else. Mm-hmm. Right? And then in the third book, Reese refers to her as Illyrian. He says, Nesta is Illyrian, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Not in, like, a winged way. Not like she has wings and she's, like, actually Illyrian. But, like, yeah. her spirit is, like, an Illyrian spirit. like mm-hmm. Cold-hearted. And, well, strong mm-hmm. and stubborn and cold-hearted. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and he's like, I don't mean it as an insult. And Pharaoh's like, no, I know what you mean. You know what I yeah. mean? And so I think this is the only solution that they can think of to pull her out of her of her stuff yeah. is mm-hmm. to get her away from her creature comforts that she's found in booze and men mm-hmm. and hold her accountable and make her actually find purpose in something yeah. and find purpose in herself. And that's what I'm hoping because it really scared me when she says that she feels nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Because Nesta has always felt anger mm-hmm. and she's always felt caring for Elaine. Yeah. And when she feels nothing, not like, good. that's when I was like, oh, girl, like, you're broken, yeah. you know? And so I do care about Nesta getting better. Mm-hmm. Would I like Nesta to be better than she was before? Obviously. I feel like yeah. Feyre deserves it, you yeah. know? But whatever, you know? Like, I want Nesta to be at least back to where she was before. Mm-hmm. That being said, I don't necessarily think that she wants to be with Cassian. And in the third or in the fourth book preview, it doesn't seem that Cassian wants to be with her either. No. Like, at all. Like, yeah. he is so done with her by that point in the books. Like, after he throws that gift mm. off the Cedra, like, in the preview, it does not seem... Like... I still think eventually they're going to end up together. I'm not saying Because the way that this book is laid out, it goes back to the no high stakes thing. I don't, I don't know that this makes sense. But it just seems like if she... I put this again I love these books so I don't want this to sound bitchy (laughs) but it seems like she kind of 
Not that she goes for the easy things. I don't know. It just seems like it's going to eventually get there because they laid the groundwork for that, and that's what's going to happen. Like, it's established already. Yeah. yeah. It's established. I can see that. I feel like right now he doesn't want her because she's not worthy of him. And he yeah. recognizes that, like, the person he started to care for and have these feelings for mm-hmm. isn't currently there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's there, like, physically. Yeah. But, like, emotionally and all of that, like, she's just not... Yeah. She's not worth it. And he knows that. They live long lives. Like, yeah. not saying that she can't rebound and, like, become worthy again. Right. But right now, which is also why I feel like at this camp, like, I'm not saying they're going to, like, put it as rough as other people, but I feel like they're going to make her kind of, like, earn her keep a little bit. Like, they're not oh, going to yeah. coddle her because coddling yeah. her's clearly done nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they're going to have to make her learn, like, leadership and ownership and mm-hmm. hopefully work through all the things that she's just avoiding and putting walls up or however, you know, it's working out. Yeah. To hopefully help her. Yeah. Which I want, too, because as much as I hate Nesta, I want her to be, like, just mean Nesta, not, like, broken <laughs> Nesta. There's a difference, yeah. you know? Yeah, like, there is. Yeah. So, I, like, that's the only pre- preview that we get for the fourth book, is we only get Nessa's POV, mm-hmm. we get her called to the palace, we get her going to the assignment that she's going with Cassie into the Illyrian Mountains. Yeah. And that's all that we get on that book. Oh, and the fact that she's pissed off about it. But what's new? Um, so, things that, there's a lot of unanswered stuff. And I think the fear, like, there's a lot of, like, online and, like, the fandom. And Alicia and I read an interview where... You know, Sarah J. Moss said that, like, the three books are really, like, Feyre and Reese's story, and she was sad to, like, wrap it up and to end it, but, you know, like, that's their happy ending. But it almost, like, pissed me off the palace. I don't like the palace. And I'll tell you why I don't like the palace. Like, all the High Lords have a palace, right? Like, Tamla has a palace and whatever. Like, the palace for the Night Court was the House of Wind, and no one liked the fucking palace because it was cold and sterile and whatever. Yeah. And that's why they liked the townhouse. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because it was small and it was just informal and it was for them. And they're like a small, informal court of dreams, you know, and that's what they enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm fine with them, like building a bigger house, because I know that Reese and Feyre are hopeful to include a nursery at some point Mm -hmm. based on the Bonecrovers information. Um, And and her siblings, too. Oh, that's right. And that was her Christmas present to him, too. Yes, her Christmas right. present was, like, the possibility. <laughs> I'm okay with having a child. Right. That kind of made me laugh. Yes. Not, I'm but, pregnant, but I'm okay with having a baby. Yeah. Hey, like, that's a bigger step, if anything. You <laughs> sure. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want an actual baby sure. instead of just, I'm having a baby. Yeah. And yeah. regardless if I want it or not. Um. So, yeah. So, I mean, like, that was, that was like, a big thing for them, you know? So, I mean, they're, they're very hopeful for the future. And I get building a bigger place. I do. I just don't like it's Like, a palace feels cold. You know what I mean? And, like... When Nesta's walking through it, it feels cold. And they're like, this is our formal area for meetings. And this is our informal area. I totally missed that it was a palace because in my mind it was just a giant house. No, it's like a big palace. Like it's like marbly and like Nesta's like making side comments, like snide comments about how uppity it is basically when she's there. Yeah, I feel like when she was describing it, I felt like (laughs) the furniture and stuff was still comfortable. You know what I mean? Like, that mm-hmm. she's still dressed, even though it's a bigger place. Yeah. That she made it so people can still, like, feel comfortable to lounge. and sure. mm-hmm. So I felt like it was just a bigger townhouse, truthfully, but house or palace or whatever. But yeah. that could accommodate everyone's because of the sisters being there now. Like, Kaz and Az didn't have, like, a bedroom. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I felt like it was more inclusive <laughs> to the whole entirety. Yeah. Um, which so, is good. So I don't have an issue with the palace per se on that side of things. Well, I do. And I would like for it to be, like, explained more in a way yeah. that makes me feel comfortable with it. 
because like that's the whole thing is that it's so informal like that's what like strikes Lucian is he's like Reese lives in a fucking townhouse are you kidding me like mm-hmm. Tamlin has this big manor and it's all fancy and it's stupid and formal there's servants everywhere and Reese is like a townhouse you know what I mean so like, I guess because I I do not disagree with you I'm sure it really is a palace mm-hmm. and I'm sure they said that but in my mind I didn't like in my mind I totally saw a big white house with a picket fence and like a lane out in front <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I have a problem with it too because in my mind like a palace doesn't make sense. It doesn't in make my sense. mind like a bigger house with yeah. a room for her to paint. Yeah. And like a garden. Right. Because yeah. they're like walking through like the marble walls like in, like okay. Alicia said with like paintings everywhere that Feyre's done. Sure. And, and Nessa's just kind of like so over the top whatever whatever like she has this beautiful palace and I live in squalor. And it's like you live in squalor because it's, it's what you wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. Choice, not no, because she needed to. No yeah. one wanted you there but that's where you wanted to be. <laughs> you know and so I don't know. So I feel like for me, like that just felt out of place. And I like, I like giving them their happy ending, but I feel like their happy ending is like more of like a, like a bigger townhouse. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like they want everyone to live there still. Like that's not that they don't want everyone to be there, you know, but just like a bigger version of it. Maybe more security, but you know. I think the thing um, I didn't like about those, I felt like it was farther away from town. Granted, I saw, I know like that was like a ruined manor or something that that's what they took over and it had yeah. really pretty views though but i feel like it was removed a little bit from like where they liked being so yeah. that was my issue with it but i think i still envisioned it like one of those situations where like everyone would have a place there but they could also still go to the townhouse or the house yeah. wherever they wanted to be at the time mm-hmm. they had multiple homes but that was like their new home base yeah but no i know what you mean though i do i hope it's not as cold that's not what yeah. I want. For like them. formal and cold. Like I don't. I don't know. Yeah. But I didn't really love that. But anyway, let's talk about things that we want that are things that are unanswered and still in the mix. Because yeah. I think my fear, especially everyone's fear. Like I really liked in Frost and Starlight because we didn't talk about it. But we get everyone's point of view. Like we have mm-hmm. a chapter from Moore's point of view. We have Cassian's point of view. We don't get Azrael's, but we should. This yeah, is um, for sure. But we get. You know, we get a lot, way more. Which in the first two books, we really only. Or in the first three books, we really only get Favor's point of view. Yeah. And then in the second book and the third book, we get, like, one chapter of Reese in the second book at the very end. Mm-hmm. And it's only because they're in two different places and they can't communicate with the bond. Yeah. And then in the third book, at the end, we get Reese's point of view and then Farrah's point of view and then Reese's point of view and Farrah's point of view. <laughs> yeah. And it's really nice to get Reese's point of view. Yeah. Mm, um, and so in the fourth book, I was really excited when it was, like, Cassian's point of view and Moore's point of view, you know? Yeah. And so I think a lot of fear for, like, that I have and like other fandom that I've read is that this next book in the series is just going to be like a, like a Nessian book. Like it's just going to be Nesta and Cassian, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of people have really mixed emotions about Nessian at all after the fourth book. Um, a lot of people don't ship them anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way that is, you know? <laughs> yep. And, you know, it's not the most compelling storyline. So, but I really hope that the next, like, books, even though the focus will be off of Reese and Feyre's entire storyline, because the first three books are completely about them. Yeah. You know, they're completely about Feyre specifically. Um, but I don't want them to go away. Yes. You know? Like, so I'm hoping it'll be more like Frost and Starlight or, like, Game of Thrones. When you read them and you turn the page, it's Arya's chapter, and then it's John's yeah. chapter, and then it's Sam's chapter, and then it's Jamie's chapter, yeah. you know? And then it's, like, Cersei's chapter, and you're like, I fucking hate her. And then you flip the chapter, <laughs> and it's someone else's chapter, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
I yeah. agree. That's exactly what I want it to be. Like, I don't want yeah. their story to go away because they're going to play a role in so many different right. things. Mm-hmm. Like, just because they're married and happily ever after doesn't yeah. mean their story's done. Like, they may have a kid. They're going to help with, like, future things going on. Like, clearly there's stuff with the queen. Like, there's just yeah. so much left. Yeah. That, like, I don't want to be like, oh, Farah and Reese showed up to the council meeting and that's it. Like, no, yeah. no, no, no. Like, I don't want that at all. I want them to still get their perspective, too. Yeah. Yeah. And so I have a list of unanswered things that are still in the mix. Yeah, okay. Let's go <laughs> so, through that list. So the first on the list we've already talked about, which is the Nessian drama. We yeah. already covered that pretty extensively. Other things that involve Pharaoh. So Queen Vassin's cure. Pharaoh is supposed to break. Mm-hmm. It's at the very end of the third book. And so Pharaoh still has to help with Queen Vassin's cure. Uh, Braxis is still on the loose. Yeah, that's covered very briefly in Frost and Starlight. Yeah, it's like, Reese like, is oh, like, you gotta go get it. Right. Just like let him have a little bit more fun. We'll come back for him. Yeah, Reese yeah. is like, Reese is like, let Braxis enjoy Solstice. Like he's like, does not care at all. He's like, I've got bigger problems than the library monster. Yeah. You know, and so, but Braxis is still on the loose. So instead of getting his window, he just like went free. Yeah. And so, but we've got to get Braxis back, uh, and that's a very. Feyre and Reese, I feel like storyline. Yeah, for sure. You know what's he gonna do? Like send Cassie and poor Cassie and after Braxy's <laughs> like you're terrified more than anything. Go get this monster. You know, no, like Feyre's the one that made the deal with him, mm-hmm. and if anyone's gonna go with her, it should be Reese. Um, and then we have Lucian and Elaine or Elution, and as their love triangle there yeah. of Lucian and Elaine being mated. We didn't really cover this much, like. As much as Lucian and Elaine are mated, Elaine's afraid to be around Lucian, which is painful for Lucian. Mm-hmm. But Elaine is super comfortable in Az's company. Yep. Which builds the whole relationship up to where Az gives her truth teller at the end to begin with to protect herself. Yeah. And Reese is like, says to Farah, like, I've never seen him give that knife to anyone else. You yeah. know, like, it's a big deal. It's not a little deal that he gave Elaine truth teller. It's a big deal that he gave up truth teller to Elaine. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know what you guys feel about this, but I feel like since he has, like, the shadows, like, whispering to him, mm-hmm. that he's kind of close to the seer in some respects as well. Like, they're similar enough mm-hmm. that, like, he understands what she's kind of going through when she's, like, seeing or hearing things that no one else can. Sure. And so I feel like he's bonded to her in that way. I don't necessarily know if he feels romantically about her, but he just feels like she's some nice girl that's Farrah's sister that he needs to be nice to and wants to kind of help her through this weird thing but i feel like for her he's a cute guy that she could choose versus like lucian is supposedly like her mate you know what i mean like i think she likes the idea of a choice again versus like yeah well, this is who you're gonna be it's with just destined mm-hmm. so it's just something like it's nice to have like an option of something to think about yeah um i could be completely wrong but maybe he's like also feeling it but i don't know and this kind of, like, harkens back to, like, my problem with Of Court of Mist and Fury, which is my favorite book of the series, so when I say a problem with it, it is yeah. minor. Um, but it was the fact that Feyre didn't choose Reese before the mating bond was revealed. Like, yeah. She, in her heart, mm. loved Reese already. Yeah. But, like, and this is, like, totally diverting, but, like, it was important to me that, like, it's important to me that people choose their own destiny. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that's Elaine's problem with this is you're right. Like, she had chosen Grayson as much of an asshole as he is. <laughs> yeah. She had chosen him, and now she has no choice in Lucian. And then, like, Feyre had chosen Reese in all respects except for choosing him out loud to yeah. him and admitting it to herself and to him. And then she doesn't get that chance until the mating bond is revealed to her by the serial. 
Yep. And then it's kind of like, well, you get to either accept it or not. Yeah. You know? But I wanted her to choose him. And then it's like, ta-da, there's a mating bond. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, you chose correctly. And it's like, I don't, like, I don't know. Like, that always bothered me because, like, because I feel like people should have their own choice. And I want there to be, like, I want there to be fate and soulmates so bad. Like, I want that to be real. I wish we were all just, like, branded with a mark. You just had to find the person with the same mark as you. <laughs> yes. And then you would be mixed together forever. Like, that would be perfect for me. But at the same time, I feel like you still need to meet that person and fall in love with that person and choose that person. Yeah. And not just be like, well, we're matched, you know. See, and, I totally get what you're saying. But yeah. I do, I mean, I she did choose him. She just didn't say it out loud. But that's choosing him. You know what I mean? Like, she chose him emotionally like she loves him yeah but she was afraid to say it like and i think what bothers me is when they're in the inn in a quarter miss and fury yeah i know and he's like and he continually has asked her what she wants yeah and he's like what do you want and she says i won't give him the satisfaction not yet and that line just bothers me every time i read it (laughs) because like what satisfaction are you giving him like No, the only person you're not giving the satisfaction to favorite darling is yourself yeah but look who she chose last time but does it mean you don't choose again? I can kind of see how, <laughs> but I can see how she would be screwed up by that, though. I know. And just that would be in her head. But and she's just... like, last time I told Tamlin I loved him and he was a terrible person. <laughs> we know Reese isn't, but, but I don't like, know. You, you never know. Like, you never yeah. know the person that you love That's true. is horrible or not. So, I mean, but it's still like, if, if I feel like if she just said, like, I want you. Like, she doesn't need to be like, I love you. Like, it doesn't need to be the whole, like, conversation that they have later in the cabin yeah. but if she was like i want you you yeah. know not just like she says like fun distraction is what she says mm-hmm. yeah because she can't admit what she actually wants to herself and yeah. she's like and she's like i wonder if he doesn't see for the lie that it is and he doesn't because he like so she chose him because it was a lie and she knew it she just couldn't say it no but he doesn't <laughs> and then he's hurt by that because he's hurt because the person that he loves yeah it's just like i just want fun and distraction like yeah. i just want you to be my sexy fuck boy you know what yeah. i mean and he's just like, God damn it. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, I see what you mean. I feel like if she had said, like, was able to say, like, I want you, but I'm working on some stuff still. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I that still... would have been fine. Yeah. That would have been... Clarify it. She says that at the end. She's yeah. like, I'm broken and I'm healing, but every part of my heart belongs to you. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, that's fine. Just admitting that you're not there yet to completely say, I love you and you're my soulmate or sure. whatever. I feel like it's know? just being afraid of rejection. Yep. Yeah. And that you need to put yourself out there. That's yep. all I'm saying. Yeah. True. So, you know. But that, and it still bothers me. It's the only part, probably Mr. Fear, that bothers me at all. And it's just like every time I read it, I'm like, she's like, I won't give the satisfaction. I'm like, what satisfaction? Okay, you know? I'm going to tell one super quick story that has nothing to do with this. Do. So I love my husband. He's great. But we've been together over 12 years. So this is a long time ago. Um, so like 11 years ago, um, we were sitting on the couch and we both wanted to say I love you for the first time so bad. And I was staring at him and I'm like, you fucker, fucking say it. I've never said this before. So, of course, he made me say it. And then later, we talked about it and he said in his two other, one or two other relationships he had, he was the first one to say it. And it broke him because they broke his heart and he was never going to say it again the first time. So, I think I get this. But I also get your point. I get your point. But this is why I'm like, I kind of get it, why she wouldn't say it, because she thinks he's not going to return it. Although she's also stupid in that respect, because many times throughout the second book, it's it's super clear. So clear. So clear. It's so clear. Yeah. Oh, it's so clear. I love the second book so much. Yeah. So, yes. So, I mean, but here we are now with 
Lucian and Elaine, I feel like she's in the opposite situation. Because instead of not knowing that there's a mating bond, like Feyre didn't know there's a mating bond. Yeah. And and Reese didn't want her to know there's a fading bond because Reese wanted her to fall in love with to him make for a who decision. he was. Yeah. And yeah. make the decision on her own accord, right? Yeah. And that's what upsets me because he did all this and then she didn't get to make it on her own accord. Yeah. She found out about the mating bond anyway. You know? But Lucian and Elaine, it's the complete opposite. It's like, you're Faye. I'm your maid. Ta-da. I own you. I claim you. Or whatever this weird thing is. Yeah. And Elaine is like, I don't want that. And I totally get that. Like, yeah. I but now she's not allowing herself to get to know him yeah. because she's so afraid of the mating bond. Yeah. And now there's Az, who's like super hot and also shadowy, sweet, dark, shadowy, yeah. like yeah. mysterious. Like, come on now, you know? And so I'm like, I'm very curious on what will happen with their relationship. I do want Lucian and Elaine to work out because I love Lucian. Oh, yeah. And I, like I feel Lucian. like Elaine is a very sweet person, mm-hmm. um, as troubled as she has been. And I feel like she deserves happiness, too. And I don't yeah. think that she's going to get it with Az, necessarily. No. I also want Az to find his person, but I yeah. don't think it's Elaine, no. you know? So it's, like, a lot of confusion there. So I'm- I feel like definitely, I feel like Lucian and Elaine have similarities. I feel like they would be a really good match together. So I, I do hope that she gives him a chance just to let her get to know him. Yeah. And, show like, for him to show her, like, I'm a good dude. Like, yeah. you know, like, look at all these things we actually kind of have in common. Yeah. And Az is so sweet. But, yeah, no. I think he's still very hung up on more as well. Yeah. And I want, this is something for me, I want more to come out to her family. Yeah. And to be honest with them and to present herself because I don't think they're going to reject her. No. No. I want that too because it's also not fair for Az because he's going to keep pining after her until he knows for sure that, like, she's not on the table. Yeah. So we know he's had lovers, but never like trying to fall in love. I know she's just like yeah. as has had lovers. I'm like, show me the show me the receipts. Right. Like, where, <laughs> where are these lovers more? Like, where are these women as just bagging and tagging and taking yeah. home? Like, I don't believe it at all. So, all right. So also, what we have on the table, and this is more of a Cassian storyline, but I also feel like it's an as and a Reese storyline. But it's the bands of Illyrian uprising. Yeah. Because this is a bigger problem than Cassian currently knows it is. Because As and Reese aren't telling Cassian how big of a problem that it is. Mm-hmm. And now As is taking, or not As, Cass is taking um, Nesta. Nesta, thank you, to the Illyrian Mountains for training. Yeah. And I, I feel like he's about to find out definitely. about what a big problem it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm very excited for that storyline. Mm-hmm. And I think that it involves Azrael and Reese. It doesn't just involve Cassian. Yeah. Although Cassian is the commander of the armies. So we'll see. Um, also, I'm very excited for Care and Eris's relationship, slash more information on Eris. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see Care come to Valeris and how they're going to protect the city from him and just his awfulness. And, yeah. like, maybe he'll finally get killed. Like, maybe, <laughs> maybe a future in the books, Care will just get, like, offed and, like, I don't know what will happen then. But maybe. We'll see. Um, I'm also curious about Draken and Miriam. Mm-hmm. They don't really have a big part in the books. Like, we hear about they're part of Jurian's backstory. Durian was in love with Miriam. She chose Prince Draken instead. Durian went crazy trying to get her back. Then he got killed. And then he got imprisoned by Amarantha. And he thought that Draken and Miriam died. But really they lived in secrecy and hiding for like 500 years. She did die. But they had to bring her back. They brought her back. The same way they brought Feyre back. Yes. Because I think she was the first one for that to happen, too. Yeah. Yes, she was. You're correct. Yeah. And then they had, like, multiple children just been living their best life. Yes. Like, Out in some deserted island. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So they're just, like, in paradise chilling. Yeah. So, um, but then, like, very briefly, like, they show up for the Battle of Highburn and help defeat the Battle of Highburn or whatever. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. Yeah. But it's, like, very last minute. Um, and then they talk to Feyre at the end and, like... They're just like, we're so excited to meet you. You know, like, they're like, oh, Reese's mate. Like, finally. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and they're like, we'll have many more adventures to go on. 
And I'm like, give me those adventures. And then they go. And then yeah. they go. Well, they took the cauldron with them, so that yeah. might come up, yeah. too, if like if there's another threat down the road that wants to get the cauldron. And mm-hmm. remember, there was a thing where they weren't aware that everyone was trying to get a hold yeah. of them because when they were shown to the island, like, the glamour, something changed where they, like, couldn't even see that people were there. Like, and yeah, I think they just said them. it was too good. Yeah. It was, like, something happened, so, like, their friends were coming, and they didn't think they were visiting because they didn't even know. Yeah, they didn't even know so, they were there. <laughs> it was too good. Uh, so now that's nice to know. Like, yeah. Have, like, alert system. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> and so, I don't know, it reminds me of, like, Wakanda and, like, yeah. the Avengers, where, you're, like, you're flying in, and it just looks like, like, a plane. Yeah. And then you fly low enough, and suddenly you get through the shield, and you're like, oh, it's Wakanda. It's oh, great. Yeah, Wakanda. But it's completely shielded otherwise. Um, so also, Jurian just kind of, I put Jurian in general is unanswered, still in the mix yeah, situation. So like, confusing. His character isn't done. Yeah, he's no. working with the human queens. He's working with Lucian. Mm-hmm. Like, we have more Jurian to deal with. He's very confusing. Um, more exciting than Jurian in general. <laughs> um, the fact that Lucian is Helian's sole heir. Yeah. Like, yep. let's talk about how his last name is not Vansara. Nope. You know, I'm so excited for this reveal and for Lucian's storyline. And maybe this will come into play with Elaine. You know what I mean? Like, maybe this could be an adventure they go on together. Like, our parentage adventure. Like, (laughs) Ancestry.com themselves. You know, like, I'm very excited for this. (laughs) And then what will happen with Baron? Is Eris going to kill Baron? And then is Eris going to take Autumn Court? You know? Is there going to be a whole shift of power there? I don't know. Um, I'm also very curious for Amran and and Prince Varian of... Uh, summer court yeah yep and so i'm very excited for that um because their romance is just blooming and she can now eat human food and isn't a monster yeah tamlin is a pretty big up in the air yeah where we leave him at the preview or whatever the end of frost and starlight reese has visited him for a second time Tamlin's not eating. He just has like a killed deer or something yeah. that he, yeah. he's just like sitting there dead. Yeah. And like Reese like basically butchers it up for him and puts it in like the pan to start cooking yeah. with magic. With with magic, he's not getting yeah. his hands dirty. You know, and he's just like eat Tamlin, like eat. You know, and and Tamlin's just like, will she ever forgive me? You know. Yeah. And Reese is like, I don't know. And he's like, have you? And Reese is like, well, I don't remember receiving an apology for butchering my family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Tamlin's like, would it have mattered? He's like. No, <laughs> you know, yeah. and so Tamlin's very broken. Mm-hmm. But that being said, Tamlin's still very important. Yeah, because he has a whole court in in his stead for yeah. better force. Yeah, um, he needs to rebuild that trust with everyone. He needs to rebuild the whole himself. Thing. Also, one thing this doesn't have to do with looking forward, but yeah. one thing to mention looking back, he's so upset with Feyre for tearing apart his court. She really didn't. She didn't lie. No, None no. of the things that she did were lies. Well, Except for like things. IMD. But fuck Anthony. But besides yeah. that, I mean, like, like that he lost his temper yeah. multiple times, and she was able to protect herself. This yeah. time, she just let it happen. Yeah. Yep. See what you have done. Right. You know that part so, always bothered me when yeah. he's like, "You, you ruined everything." It's like, no, she didn't do anything. I she forget, just didn't hide it. I feel like yeah. it's Nesta that tells him to look up. in a mirror. Like, if yeah, you want to see probably. your court, look in a mirror. Yeah. And he's like, "Raw." So I feel like is this? Anyway. I want to see Tamlin's redemption. Me yeah. too. Me too. I feel like his redemption started at the very it end. It started, yeah. Like it started when he saved her yeah. and helped her save Elaine. Yeah. It started when he showed up with Baron to fight against Hybern in the actual battle. We didn't cover that, but he does. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. So I feel like his redemption. I want Tamlin to have his redemption. Yep. I don't want him to be with Farah. No. He's yeah. not ready to be with anyone. No. But no. you know what? That doesn't mean I want Tamlin. To be miserable forever. I don't. Right. 
you know? In Tamlin's defense, and this isn't much, but, like, you know, he you learn from your parents, right? And clearly yeah. his parents did not. They were mated. They didn't have a healthy relationship. That Like, his mother did not like his father. Yeah. His father was not a nice man. His brothers were not nice men. You know, like, probably, not that we know, but he was probably the best of all of them. He was the best of all yeah. of them. But still, <laughs> like, you know, like, you, you learn from them. So, like, his behaviors are what he knew yeah. and didn't realize they were necessarily wrong. Yeah. So I would like him to continue to redeem himself and learn, like, there's an actual way to love that's not like this. You know, and maybe one day whether we see it or not be able to find someone and truly love them and not like just try to control them and possess them and all that crap and i do want to see that i would love if tamlin would find his meat yeah Yeah. and have to go through that whole journey yeah you know you know because you know he's not all bad he just no and he loved Farah, and all he did was out of love and it was super fucked up love can be a poison he was also fucked up too for amarantha he really was he was just as traumatized yeah Mm -hmm. you know not as everyone else but he was very traumatized though um, so I would say we've already covered Lucian and the human queen, human queens, human mm-hmm. queens, human <laughs> queens. So yeah. I would say the most, the other thing I'm most excited about for unanswered and still in the mix is more going to these other courts. Yes. yes. And whatever monster was stalking her in her secret estate. Exactly. I think it's going to be a friend monster and oh, they're going to so. go gallivanting together. I, I would love so. that, but I think it's the opposite. I know. We don't know what it is, Alicia. <laughs> I just feel like it's not good. It could be a friendly monster. Yeah. I would prefer that. What if it's what just Braxis just yeah. chilling? Like, hey, let's just like, girl. Mm, do you want to chat? chick over here on her horse. You know, yeah. just like taking in all the sights. <laughs> How are your windows? Yeah. Situation? That'd be great. Great, but I feel like it could be like a really dark energy yeah. or ominous. So yeah. I'm curious though. But what if it's not? Like, what if it's what like? If it's not, yeah. what if it's not? Like, what if it's her mate? Like, I oh, want more yeah. to find her mate. I want everyone to find their mates. Yes. I love love. Yeah, yes. I love love so much. I want As to find his mate. I want more to find his mate. It's not <laughs> each other mate. apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Her mate. I want Cassian to find his mate. I don't know if it's Nesta. Um, maybe. Maybe not. I want Nesta to find her mate. Maybe it's like a hardcore Illyrian man who will like. <laughs> I don't know. Also made of iron stone. I also, this is kind of off topic, but I feel like there's another. <laughs> Maybe not... it's Tamlin. <laughs> I kind of feel like Nesta. I mean, I feel like obviously her and Cass could be something, but I feel like Cass has another potential option with that girl that runs that like cloak clothing store or whatever that store mm-hmm. is that like she's the only one left from her family. Lyrian girl. Yeah, the Lyrian girl. She seems like. Illyrian Nesta. You know what I mean? Like, she has similar traits where she seems, like, strong, independent, doesn't necessarily follow the rules, like, doesn't trust him. So, like, I feel like at least it's, it could be a potential, like, love triangle for Cass. I'm curious. I don't know. It could be nothing as well. But I feel like with Nesta being all not cool, <laughs> he may be like, hmm, who's this other chick that I've never met before? Sure. We'll see. Another challenge. I don't yeah. know. I have questions there, Moss. Are you talking about yeah. the woman that, that created the void? No. No, she, like, like, owns the store, and he buys all the, like, during the winter solstice, like, buys coats for the mm-hmm. camp. Oh, okay. And she's supposed to distribute right. them. Right. Yes, and no one would, like, take him seriously, but he went ahead yeah. and bought all of her merchandise. And, and no one liked her, her either. Yeah, because yeah. she's a woman yeah. running a store, and her wings aren't clipped like they should have been. Ooh, I like that. Well, yeah. we'll see. Like, someone, you know? So, mm-hmm. I want everyone to have someone to love. You know? Exactly. So, she's another potential. We'll see. So, but I'm very excited. But basically, I want everyone to get covered like they do in Frost and Starlight. I want everyone's individual yeah. storylines. Um, and and even if, like, 
even if they are different books, even if one book is mostly fo- focused on like three or oh, four characters. Yeah, or like one. Yeah, that would be fun. That would be that could be fun, you know. And maybe like two books are focused on different characters, and then the third book they all come together or whatever. Like yeah, totally. Yeah. Whatever. Like, I would prefer everyone to be in one book, but we'll see, you know? Um, but I hope that we basically, we still get everyone's perspective. I guess that's my main thing. Yeah. Same. So, I don't want to lose anyone. I think that happily ever afters are bullshit. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I also um, feel like if that's how it goes, if it's just, like, recent fair stories completely done, I feel like that's a really big missed opportunity. I yeah. agree, because they're immortal, and so therefore, they can still have adventures. Exactly. Yeah, and there's going to be other enemies along the way. Yep. And I feel like having a baby doesn't, like, stop your life from happening, so... <laughs> if anything, it creates more momentum of things going crazy, because... Yeah. I mean, that's, like, more conflict, right? Like, they're both, like, insanely powerful. Who's yeah, and they're if not going to be upset by, like, comes... a child bored by the two of them. You know? Yeah. Like, there's like, conflict. Susie, do you feel like your life has ended since you've had a child? No. But <laughs> also, if, Good. like, there's any threat in the world anywhere near my child, like, I will start a war. So See? That she's probably going to be more dangerous when she yes. has a kid. And oh, Lucy yeah. even said that when, at the very beginning, after they first mated, and she and... Thera very honestly said, I'm not ready to have a baby. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want that. Yeah. And he was like, I don't want you pregnant right now either. I don't know what I would do yeah. if you were pregnant. Like, the way I feel right now just about you, right. if you were pregnant, I would lose my fucking mind. Yeah. You know, he's like, I don't want that. I don't, like, that's too much, you know. Yeah. It's too much to risk. That's too much to lose, you know. Yeah. And so I feel like you're right. I feel like if they have this baby, which I want them to, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't mean that they live just, like, they're happily ever after and, like, yeah. Castle. Play like tic tac toe and like paint all day. Yeah, like, like the world still goes on and they're yep. still evil. In the and they're world. still rulers and still have to yeah. keep and things moving and be diplomatic. Are and... they going to send their kid to the Illyrian war camp like recently? Like we have so right. many conversations to have. Yeah. You know, Will they we, be could, we could jump, yeah. you know, I mean, at least they're a fourth Illyrian. Like we could <laughs> timeline jump to like 20 years from now and their kid has grown. Like we don't, like, Get inspiration from soap operas, people. We can glow up these kids. Yeah. You know, like. Exactly. <laughs> so, anyway. So, I'm super excited. So, I love this book series so much. It's one of my favorites I've read in years. It's really good. Um, Thank you guys for listening to the stream with us. Do you guys have, Susie, Alicia, do you have any other commentary? Anything else you're looking forward to before we wrap it up? I don't think so. Uh, did we want to read it? <gasps> yes. Oh, yeah. I will give Frost and Starlight. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, do we want to rate this book and then rate the whole series yeah. separately? Sure. Sure. I love that. Um, I'll say Frost and Starlight, three, and then the whole series, four and a half. Okay. I'm going to say Frost and Starlight, four, because it was fun, and I appreciated it. Was, it. Yeah, it was fun. And I would give the whole series just... a five. Hmm. And we're at a five, right? That's the top. Yeah, five, out five, of five. is five out of five. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this book, yeah, Frost and Starlight, was probably a three or 3.5 for me. It was mm-hmm. my least favorite. It wasn't that <gasps> it was just because nothing happened. No, Not yeah, happened. I mean, it, it was a novella. It was, it was a very though. small yeah. book. Yeah. Um, I felt like it was like a party planning winter solstice book. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. There was no stress. Yeah. But like, I did want more. Um, but it was still really good. So I'll say three and a half, and I'd say overall series of five. Yay! So I'm looking forward to more <laughs> stories yeah. from her. Yeah. With these characters, including all the characters, please and yeah. please, right? So. Yes. Because I love Feyre, and I love Reese, and I love everyone. Yeah. Even Nesta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, thank you guys so much for joining this journey. I hope you guys love these books. Please let us know your thoughts on the books if you want. Um, and please join us next month 
or so when we discuss a discovery of witches, which we're all very excited about. Yay. So good. Yay. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. bye.